Are you ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working out to find what a way to make a living. Patty, getting by, it's all taking and no giving. Just use your mind and they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy and you let it. Are you ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working night to It's Patty Wilson in Patty's Playhouse. We are live on Facebook as well as being on the radio. I'm Patty Wilson. That's Scott Cowart, my partner. Crime. Yes, for sure. <laughs> not anything else but crime. Whether you like it or not. Right. Right. So our number is 850-656-0009 if you have any real estate questions you want to ask us. I got a call on Saturday while yeah. the show was going on, and I was out showing property. I got a call, which was nice. nice. You know, they're they're thinking they're going to be able to call in, and I was like, "Well, well call they can Wednesday. Call in. You can call right now eight five zero three eight six eight two five five. We are recording early, so if you're so, asking, what was the call about? I don't remember. Goodness, well, I don't remember. <laughs> I was just like, hate flum- to put you on. I the, was flummoxed because I'm showing homes, and then I get a call. Usually, I really try to block that hour out mm. and not show homes at the time, but I had to well. because if somebody does have a question, I want to be available. Well. I'm just not always that. Sometimes you got to sell a house or two. I did. Okay. Yeah, I have to show a house for sure. So, how was your week, Scott? Good. I've seen is, you. Uh, this is the first I've seen you. 
You've been on the road. Has it? Yeah, it does seem yeah. as, as such. Um, good. Just showing homes myself. A lot of them. Yeah. That's a lot. Writing contracts. That time of year. Working deals. You know. <laughs> couple closings. Transactions. Yeah. Transaction. Been a busy month. It has been a busy month. It's a blur. It really is. I know. It's going to be a we busy. All, we all kind of wait for 2020 to be a blur. Yeah. It's been rough. For sure. I'll talk about that. But Thanksgiving week, you know, it'll be different. We have to work out our, our recording schedule with the boss. Ah. Over yes. in Studio One A, yeah. I'll be gone. You'll be gone. I'm I'm gone for a brief period of time. Yeah. I'll be gone after that to go try to go to Vegas. I should say. I know it'll be fun. That's December though. Yeah. Non Christmas related. So what you have cooking as far as houses? In terms of the ones that I'm doing, uh huh. Well, um, I don't know if they're coming soon, so I can't really. Oh, can't yeah, really nothing dis- is really. Can't really discuss. Mm-mm, that's true. Until we get to that point. As I, I roll to the Tallahassee right. Board of Realtors. But there's a few that we are working on, so good times. You are? Yeah. Yeah, I have two listing appointments when I leave here, which is nice. I'm very excited. And I'm I going- always get excited when people are like, hey, you want to list my house? And, like- and I'm going to uh, write a contract for the sale of a home. Nice. That's always good, too. Yeah. I wrote one yesterday. We're waiting to hear a response to find out if we got it or not. I hope they did. Yeah, the waiting's taking a little longer these days. I'm not sure why. People are trying to drive up the offers, hoping another offer comes in. It does seem to be the case. That's just my guesstimate, but I think that's the case. I got one, too, that I'm waiting on. (laughs) Yeah. So we are asking for call-ins during this hour, but if no one calls in, I did want to – I I had a great question this week uh, from another realtor. Um, about being on a team as a real estate agent or not being on a team and being an individual. And I thought that's a great question. So people, you know, the consumers, I'm sure want to know. Yeah. Like, why am, why are you, why am I talking to you, but I'm talking to three other people or why don't you have any help? Yeah. So it's that kind of, it thing. also depends on how you, so how you use that. your team. Yeah. I thought we'd talk about that. Sounds good. Just to help the realtor, like, they were wondering, the question from them was, should I be on a team? Because they were brand new. Mm. Fair question. Yeah. So I thought I that was some, a good I question. have some experience in that. I do, too. I <laughs> so, do. So might be I am to, definitely pro, maybe I'm definitely pro team, especially when you're new. So we'll talk about that. Okay. And then I didn't have anything else, so I really thought we'd have callers. Like, well, people would just be lining up on that board. You know, it's always a little confusing. Because I, I think most people are expecting Saturday at 11. We have Bobby Brown in the other room, too. I know. Too legit to quit. <laughs> it's his prerogative. Right. We could just talk sure. in Bobby Brown. <laughs> like, I was showing him the video. It's a, our new intern. I was showing him the video of Diane Sawyer speaking to Whitney when she's like, crack is whack. Mm-hmm. And I pointed out that's Diane Sawyer because I didn't know if he knew it. Whoa. But then came up in the YouTube queue was Bobby Brown's um, reality show. Yes, you don't remember that? No, I forgot all about it, so I'm going to watch it tonight. I didn't really, I'm that I didn't really, bored. I didn't really watch it because I heard it was a train wreck. But you know, <laughs> it's a train wreck. During that time, everything kind of was for them. For but sure. everything's a train wreck now, so might as well, and you know. Yeah, I mean, now the train's wrecked. What are you going <laughs> to do? <laughs> Train is broken. Right. So, yeah, enjoy. But I am going, the homes I've seen, I, I cannot implore you, please paint your walls. Well, and please. Pa- and please paint them right. Please paint them. Please paint the walls. The buyer walks in 
and they're just so deflated. I mean, I watched somebody was so excited to walk into a house and walked in, and you just saw the physical, like, they should put those little cameras up. The the body language of the, the client, walk in, shoulder slump, like, not again, you know? And I'm like, this was an investor, but paint the walls. You will get your money back. An investor who is selling? Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Paint, you know, and I know they're all about the dollar. I get it, but it's not going to sell. I mean, in this house, you have so many other issues, like the lot, the lot, the back of the lot is like sliding into the front, the back of the house. Like it's a 30 degree angle easily on the backyard. I'm like, but if it's all about the dollar, I just don't understand why you're not doing it because you're going to get your, for certain things, you'll get your money back. It goes, that would be one. It was at, sure. exactly. I was like, this was my my metaphor. Is that the right word? Metaphor of Ross versus Neiman Mark. You walk <laughs> into a couple and they're so well laid out, but maybe the bedrooms are too small. Like mm-hmm. one we both share. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is like gorgeous, and we're just kind of waiting. But the other, I'm like, come on, this house would sell for six thousand more if you'd put a thousand in paint. Yep. Easily. And also, if you're going to stage it, please get the right scale of furniture. Just saying. That one that you're talking about, the, the size you, of the you furniture know, in the room. It wasn't staged. They There's someone like that. living in it. Well, I knew that there was stuff we were in there, there but I, did, I, I still believe that that's not all their stuff. It may not be, but... There's stuff in the kitchen cabinet. Yeah. Because I wondered if somebody was living We were there. there for a while trying to decide if that was the right house. Ooh, we have a caller? No way. We do? All right. Betty. Hello, Betty, it's Patty. You? Hey. Hello. Hi, Patty. Hey. Hi. It's Ursula. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I have a question for you. Okay. This is my friend Ursula. She takes our pictures. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> my family so, pictures. <laughs> so we are thinking about downsizing our house in the next few years. Mm-hmm. Um course i have a studio in part of my house so that would just move to another smaller house um but currently it does have its own entrance and there is a half bathroom that butts up to a large closet but we were wondering if it's a better idea to try and make the half bath into a whole bath so we could sell it as a mother-in-law suite or if that's something you would say for the new person purchasing it and our mother-in-law suite uh, big, I guess, locally. Yes. You know, in some areas that are here, there are no houses, it seems, that have that. Yeah. Here, I know you're in Thomasville area. You're in Thomasville, Georgia. Yeah. Here in Leon, there's no, there's literally nothing with a mother-in-law suite under a million. I mean, there's just nothing. So if you were here in Leon County, I would say full bath and create the space. Once you go to sell it, create it as if somebody was living in it. So if you want someone to stage it, we can do it. You're not that far. But um, but created as if the room, the purpose of the room is the actual use of the room is, I guess, how I should say it. Right? Okay. Correct. Right, Scott? That's what I would do, yes. You yeah. want to create that space so that it feels like when they're walking in, this is how I would use it. Well, yes, because you're really selling a lifestyle, a dream, a thing that can be. Um, not everyone is going to work in their home, as as you may, but I think there's a lot more people out there that have the need for especially um, COVID lure. A, right, a, a loved one to which they could use that space for, especially with a separate entrance. I think so too. 
and they just want to walk in, the only two questions you want when somebody walks into your house, and I know your home is beautiful, is do I love it and can, can I, I afford it? it? You don't want the question of how do I use this room? That's not your question. Ah, uh, okay. So you would go ahead and I don't think it would be too hard because the bathroom is kind of connected to a very large closet, but mm-hmm. it would be a cost. So. Yeah, it would be a cost, but I do believe you would get it out, back out, and you would have something that uniquely is just not seen right now. So True. thanks for the question. This is Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. 850-656-0009 is our office number. If you have any questions, you can call in 850-386-8255. When the man comes around The hairs on your arm music much longer because we get muted by Facebook, mm. but it's a great song. So it is a Scott's good song. moving his shoulders and I'm doing mine the same way. And we didn't even feel know like it. I should be. I feel like it was a uh That's my Tears for Fears dance. It's like a the Carlton from Fresh Yeah, Prince. that's right. That's what he when he do. does the Tom Jones song, it's See. so good. I love that. That is a good song. So we had a question which was a great question about she has a a suite, like an exterior building that she used could be used as a mother-in-law suite or a guest house and it was a half bath and should we convert it to a full bath yes you have to and if you're going to make it a mother-in-law suite otherwise it's a shed with a half with drywall so yes the answer yeah and then dress it up pretty really pretty well make it be what it you want it to be what you think it will sell as make it so that people walk in people are mostly concrete thinkers like myself they do not have scott's brain they have patty's brain what do we what do we see when we walk in? And what I was saying was, I've had buyers all week, which is fantastic. I love buyers. That was my heart and soul in the beginning. And they walk in and they're just deflated. And I'm like, wait, we can fix this. I know a guy. We can fix this. That's three out of five houses for me today. But then you you go that we can fix it, but then it's the cash. Like, how do you do that? True. Only if you get it at, at the price that... That makes sense. But at this point, there's just some limited amount on the market. It's hard to do that as well. It is hard so. to do it. And some people are more talented at redecorating, but but I know a guy. But I know a guy right here. It's not but not about spending money. It's about spending the right money. Our feed's off. We're off. Oh, he knows. Okay. Go. Our We're feed's fixing. off. That's just, we don't edit anything out. So if we make a mistake, we just keep going. Yeah, we just, we just keep going. But Talk no. it through. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. So that was the question, which I thought was a great question. So when two questions and, and go in, like if you're selling your house and you're using it, your, your agent should walk in and say, what do I see? You know, walk in like a four-year-old. So you kind of want to like scoot down and kind of look below the waistline and say, what do I see? But do I love it? And can I afford it? Those should be the only two questions. Not what do we do with this floor? <sighs> yeah, I think that the beauty of some of what we do, it's, 
not only uh, deriving space, mm-hmm. it is carving out the right type of space and a flow of space. But more importantly, the more issues you have in a house, and when I call it issue, I mean if the paint is not the right color and or if it is um, not done well, it really brings attention to many more items. The, the whole, flaws the just whole I, The so whole idea apparent. is the attention to detail. And when you're not paying attention to all that, I think it's easier to fall in love with the house. I think so, too. So that's that's the way I see it. So it's The, the flaws are still going to be things. caught. But it's going to soften that Correct. when you have that handled. The idea is that the expectation is always that the big things are covered. And it's the same way with a rental. It's the exact same. Nobody wants to buy someone else's dirt after the COVID. They really don't. And it's the same way with a rental. They really, really, really want it to be done. Yeah, they want apartments to, do it. I mean, if you're an investor, you, you got to incorporate you that. You said it last week best, that Airbnb analogy where when you're looking for a property mm-hmm. to stay at, it's the same. It it's is no the different. same. And it's you're willing and you're willing to pay a few more dollars for something that looks and feels good Well, you if would if it was uh if you were staying in a hotel. Of course you would. I mean, that's why everything in a hotel is like kind of that lime green and black and gray cuz that's what's trendy right now. And that's what people want. That is what they want. And they will pay for it um, if you just ask them to. Give the people what they want. But I, I don't know if it's the hesitation of the um, the agent, the hesitation of the owner. Like, I want it on the market. I want it on the market. But meanwhile, every day you keep it on the market, it's always a multiple offer situation. I list my house. It's now a multiple offer situation. You say, why do you say that, Patty? And then let me tell you. Because you are competing with the market. The market is now rejecting your offer of 100000 So you win. Every day, I'm offering it in paper for 100000 The market is saying, no, you win. You bought back that house for 100000 That is correct. Every day is a multiple offer situation. And I had the kindness to be able to tell a seller that this week. Every day. Every day. You do not sell your house. You just bought it back. Well, I think price is one of those things that's hard for people to understand. It's not so difficult um, for us considering what we do. The challenge is getting translating that to someone to understand it the way that you just said it, which is... If no, they want to find every other reason as to why their house isn't selling, and that's unfortunate. It's always price. If it's the rejected because of the flooring and the paint, it's still price. It's price. Then Can, you haven't lowered it enough to compensate for probably it. Probably first year a lot on the show. price condition or both. The reality is that it is price if they don't even know condition. So if they're not walking through your door, they cannot determine condition. The condition. Therefore, it is price. Very good. In the end, it's always price. So, so, it, so you can. If we, you have ten thousand dollars of stuff, but somebody can't get financing because it needs ten thousand, needs a roof, and it needs paint and flooring. It requires a roof. It could use paint and flooring. Mm-hmm. Then it's still price. Right. If you've done all this work to your house, but you haven't done your the work to code, in inspector investigator. Jace basically Same. inspector comes in and everything now the owner's gonna the buyer's gonna want it done. They're not gonna want to live in your house like that. No, no one is. 
you can't get insurance. And that's what I was leaving this house with the 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 backyard slope. And I mean, it is like a 33 degree angle. Like I would be huffing and puffing walking up that hill. And I thought, what is going to happen in January, February, when all of the code standards change and insurance companies are like, nope, I ain't insuring it. And Tallahassee only has a 10% cash buyer pool. This is not South Florida. This is not below I-4. So what are these owners going to do? They're either going to fix it or rent it. Yeah, very true. I mean. The house we went into, I'm like, this is a rental. It's meant to be a rental. It's not meant to be anything else. Because no one in this level of COVID, post-COVID, will buy this house. I think I may have shown that house. Unless it was like 80000 <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, it's like an absolute rejection. Yeah. I, I watched two other groups walk in before me. <laughs> Walked in and was like, whoop, whoop, whoop. Wow. Well, we got to uh, gotta figure out what it is that these places require and if you're an investor and or homeowner it's about driving the right value for your home mm-hmm. but it still is a good market it may be for sellers but it's not a delirious market no that's a great way to put that i mean good market yes and good homes sell every day it's just i think that there is an idea that even you know something that's broken down tore up and requires a lot is still going to be worth eight trillion dollars and it just isn't the case no this isn't below i4 i4 is a different world they have so many investors and outside of the country buyers land 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 is is a whole lot different there very different different. but they are very their expectation is list price is the bottom of what they will accept that is not tallahassee unless it's a good house if it's a good house that's what happens it re- and I, it is when what I say happens, good, but it's not. When I say good house, standard means that here. we ha- no, we have to do. It has to show mm-hmm. like your best profile pick. Correct. Again. Correct. Correct. Call my friend Liz; she'll tell you. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it is. It true. is absolutely true. But two questions: Do I love it? How much do I want to pay for it? And that should be the only question. They should know exactly when they walk in what that feels like, where they're going to live in the house. Well, I think. You know, eight seconds and they know, but more oh importantly, God, more importantly, most people have already romanticized it through mm-hmm. the pictures. So True. when you get there, we've said often enough, and the reason I leave my stuff in there is because I don't like to catfish. It's like when you get in there, you want to feel like it is everything that you've seen in those pictures it's true it is romanticizing you, that well yeah because it's a story you go to that head. first date and you're like oh <laughs> no. i mean nobody wants that no nobody so it's important and you can derive good value that way but it, it do you does. want the rose or do you not want the rose right but i know a guy who can fix it do you want the cart with a stick or not and we are staging outside of our office so if not just our listing but you have a home that you're like oh could he fix it we are working with other realtors and staging homes now correct we are so that's fact. that's been fun yes very much so although i was told this week that my people can start to tell our homes it's true and i said hmm, i'll take that as a compliment it's true Yep, Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. Stick with us. We're going to talk about teams in real estate. 850 356 0009. 
let your babies grow up to be cowards. Don't let them pick guitars and drive them old trucks. Make them be doctors and lawyers and such. Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be cowards. Welcome back. It's Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. That's Scott Cowart. Our office number and cell is 850-656-0009. You can find us on our website, brokeragefl.com, and there's no homes for sale because they're all sold. But if you want to we see have a couple more pictures, coming up, we just haven't put them up. Yeah, well, you can see the pretty pictures on the brokerage too. It's the same. They're all together. They're all together. Mm-hmm. We're intertwined. We do podcasts, so you can listen to us anytime after Monday on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Castbox, whatever else is out there. We I, try to be on everyone. iHeart. That was a big one. I remember when I got. Ooh, I remember. We so, all remember. Oh, I was so excited when I, uh, when we were put on iHeart. I was so excited. It, the first time on iTunes, it's been five years now. Still trying to wonder why there are so many. Because people invest in little I know, but you, still, but you still have to get to it people to use uh-huh. it. Yeah, but they're using them. Yeah, I, just I don't, don't know. know why. I don't know why someone would prefer SoundCloud. I like the functionality of SoundCloud because I was able to embed that in our website. It didn't cost me anything. Hmm. So I like the functionality of some over others. Well, I do think that that's some of it. I think that there are especially millennials that like to get things for, dare I say, free, a, a different venue because it's easier. Like Stitcher. Yeah, just it, it it's something that is cost-free in some way. Maybe it's different because of what we have. I don't know. But there's got to be a reason why people do that. I don't know. But it used to be Spotify was massive, and it took forever to get on Spotify in the beginning. It took, like, it was iTunes and then Spotify. And then it kind of went to the others. But Spotify, now it's few, few, few downloads. Yeah. I. There's like 40 downloads a month. It's few. The majority is podcast, which is iTunes podcast, and SoundCloud. Spotify is starting to really push podcast where they didn't before. Yeah. It's CastBox is becoming upper. And I and I I have no idea why, but I who knew? It's just nice to be on there. It's nice to be included. That's kind of how I feel. It's like oh, it's a party I never thought I thought I'd be part of. We've been initiated. <laughs> it's like being invited to the TMH gala. Mm. <laughs> it's like I don't have ten thousand dollars, but you're inviting but, me anyway. But if you'd thank like you. to go, <laughs> I like Adam Levine. Sure. Yes, thank I you. I could sit at your table and make you laugh, hmm. but I'm not paying. I'll pay for a ticket. Like, I'll buy you a ticket. I can't afford a table. That'd be a thousand. That'd be a thousand. Yeah, but I think, I think when you're there and you're present and you're, you show well, present well, it pays off in the end. It does. It does. But you present well. You don't go looking like a hot mess from. <laughs> Please don't. It's the same idea. Well, it's the I mean, same idea. Neiman's Ross. Neiman's Ross. It really is. I mean, it's like going to the flea market it, and going to Neiman's. It, and bo- it's- it boils down to those two things. <laughs> it's the same. Life. In life, life is Neiman's. boils down. Or, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, although, I mean, although I, there's a big Target base out there, which is kind of in the middle. The Target. Got to appreciate it. But it still has to be pretty. It does, but that's beauty of Target. Yeah. that's It's, it's Walmart versus Target. I mean, it's the... Walmart Target. Who is your audience? And when you sell out your base... Fox News. When you sell out your base, then then things become a wreck. 
So you have to know who's my audience. We know who our audience is, and then we sell the houses to the audience. But we do definitely believe in paint, 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 Please. paint, paint. But it's not just paint. It's paint colors. It's, it's, it it's is. doing it right. Please do it right. Do not spend the money to do it wrong. Because we don't just list houses. We have buyers. And when you take somebody in, if that buyer's deflated, I'm going to be deflated. My job is to sell that house to that buyer. It makes it really hard to do. And I'm like, well, you could change this paint color and you could add this flooring. And all they're seeing is, well, we're putting all this money in. Why can't we? I'm like, I don't know. Half, I don't know what to tell you. Half the beauty of our partnership and why it works is because um, you trust me to make it beautiful so that when you're on the other end of the phone handling our business, mm-hmm. because I'm out in the field, that you can respond in a favorable way. If we can't represent your house that way, then who can? Like If we don't love it, do you think we're going to get that across to anybody else? Well, you have 1,700 other realtors out there that are going out to... To maybe show the home or not show the right, home. Right, but if they're now looking at our homes where people are like, I now know your home, they want to find our homes. That's That, to me, is cool. It is very cool. But if we don't like your house, we have also the same number of realtors that ask us, Patty, what's wrong with that house? Mm, and true. then I'm going to tell them. Yeah. And it's not slamming somebody. It's like it needs, it needs TLC. It needed maintenance when you had the first tenant, let alone the fifth. I don't know. I'm rolling my eyes if you can't see it. I mean, all houses sell. Just will it sell for... It's, then it becomes price. Right. It's condition or price. That's how it works. Or both. Or both. And then it's worse. Right. That's the... But then the price just gets lower. Right. So we were going to talk about teams and buyers. Like, you'll see, you'll see when you drive down the street, I'm Mr. Consumer, and it'll say, Patty Wilson team. And you're like, what's that? Well, it's like a business within a business. So the realtor brokerage is... The broker controls the office space. It could be the broker of record. So the broker of record controls the office space. Think about it like a physician. And then they have nurses and respiratory techs and all of those people that work underneath them. Well, they're the little teams. So people like physicians, because that's what I know is medicine. So people are good at one thing, usually really good at one thing. And then... That is who you want. You want an expert to help you buy your house, right? You would think instead of like your Aunt Susie who just got her license and maybe know how to fill out a contract. Anyway, I digress. So the team theory is you have a group of experts. One person might be really good at condos. One might be good at buyers. One might be good at listings. And when the when the opportunities come in and the clients come in, you farm them out to that expert. And that's the purpose of a team. My belief, having been on a team for 10 years, something like that, is that when you're new, teams are very, very, very beneficial. Very beneficial. I had a a, a girl called about a condo we had listed. Mm. And she showed it, and she's like, can I put up a fence? No, you cannot. Why not? This was the realtor. Can I put up a fence? No, you cannot. You don't own the land. What do you mean you don't own the land? It's It's a a condo. condo. You don't own the land. Who owns the land? The condo association. Condo association owns the land. This is a girl who relatively new licensee, because I always look it up. When I get a question like that, I want to know what's your like. Exp- so I don't feel like I'm condescending to you, even though it probably sounds like I am. You need to go back to your broker. I told her, I, unfortunately, his home was under contract, so it didn't really matter. But I really, really suggest that you go back to your broker and have a conversation about the different types of 
property and how it's conveyed so that you better understand, but you cannot put a fence up on a Moreover, if you are showing homes to a potential buyer that they're never going to buy because they can't put up a fence, it's a waste of your time and theirs. And a broker generally has more than a couple realtors involved. We only have four. It's just ourselves and two other people. Most brokerages here in town are larger. Mm -hmm. So teams are beneficial to the broker because then he can give you like a little team leader a little supervisor person to help you answer those questions so that you don't put him at risk. Him is in the royal him. Him at risk. Put your license at risk. Put his license at risk. All of those questions should be should be proffered the whole, whole way through. Well, not only is it a, a learning experience and hopefully getting um, trained because, I, you know, certainly taking the real estate exam is not training in and of itself. But as you're doing that, it's about paying to learn a trade and at the same time having the ability to go out and make some money maybe not all the money you would make otherwise while you're being trained mm-hmm. that sounds like perfection to me. but what most people don't understand is that that's the way it works that's the way you're going to get that experience furthermore you can do all the real estate you want to if you are not getting um if you're not getting any of the... We have a question from the yeah, audience. If you're not getting any of um, <laughs> the people who are knocking at your door making a phone call. Scott has a question from the audience about paint. So does the type of paint make a difference? Brand, matte, versus semi-gloss. Do colors add value or neutral? Oh, well, that's a good question. Um, so yeah, it does make a difference. A, um, not only, not necessarily brand, although I'm a particular... I particularly like uh, Benjamin Moore paint. Uh, in terms of the sheen, or as I would call it, you know, flat, semi-gloss, sem- eggshell, yeah, um, satin. Um, I personally like flat in in most spaces. Uh, semi-gloss on trims, doors. Um, however, there are certain areas that may require um, more uh, ability to clean, and Benjamin Moore makes a great new product and it's it's a low luster um eggshell if you will so it makes it flat looking because i like but you can wipe it yeah and in terms of color uh, colors make a difference but neutral throughout the house i think you can do colors and bathrooms and some cabinetry if you have the ability to and this is to sell a home yeah well sell sell or live i feel like it, it i feel like it makes it makes more sense in terms of when you go so. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, 850-656-0009. Stick with us. We're answering Walk questions. He's pounded down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. Welcome back, Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. That might be a, that'd be a cool outro it after is, Dolly Parton. It is. I'm wondering how in our Spotify rendition mm-hmm. that this song was chosen. He chose it. Oh, I John, thought, I thought, Radio John chose it. I thought it. Radio John was looking at songs that were coming from Spotify. Yeah, it that did had as to do a choice. What we were, what yeah. we were using. Yeah, that was it. So Probably because the Waylon Jennings song and I the Dolly it's, Parton. I think it's the ADD mix. <laughs> 
of our this music, which it really, is, which really is ADD playlist. So that kind of makes sense. So Marie has the same question from the audience. Um, do construction workers use cheap paint? It's going to depend on the builder. And when I worked new construction, which was my first job in real estate after getting my appraising license, uh, I worked for Turner Heritage locally, and they use PPG, um, Pittsburgh plate, Pittsburgh uh, paint. So the answer, that's why the answer is yes. No, they did not use it, but an- it depends on the builder. It does. It always depends on the builder. Arthur Ruttenberg is not going to use yeah. a traditionally cheaper paint but most builders are using a cheaper alternative of the paint so some may start here but there's really this up here right the reality is that most that i've seen use like that promar 200 which is from sherwin williams yeah it's not it's it's not the standard quality of paint that most would choose but if you're not staying in your home it may be an alternative to be honest i mean that's why construction that's why people who do new construction use that but yeah, I think that's a great question. Yeah. Is that, and, and she says like white lacquered ceilings, because we mentioned that some people off when we were not recording, that they'll do, like they'll just use what they have. So they'll use a semi gloss, or they may not even care about the sheen of the paint. And then you're like, I don't know how you don't care. Because it's the first question people ask is, what sheen do you want? Well, and they, you go to Benjamin Moore anyways, what sheen do you want? So the question was, you know, Paint on the ceiling, paint on the ceiling, and we we now have learned no, do not use ceiling paint. Ceiling paint, just get a flat white. And I, I also, it, it covers better. And I also will use a lighter version of the paint color that I'm using on a wall. Too. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't always use white. But when you ceiling. use like we saw today, a gold semi gloss on the walls and a gold semi gloss in the ceiling, you got a problem. Yikes. It's going to cost you a lot more to fix that. Yikes! That's what was on there. Florida State. Florida State, Florida State. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's tragic. But yeah, it was tragic. It was tragic, and it just makes it look dirty. Like that's what people don't understand. Like when you walk in, and I wish I wish everyone had a camera that so they could see the buyer go. Oh, what are we gonna do? Like that is not the look you want. It's if just you're living not. in your house, you paint it however you want to. Just know that when you go to sell it, you're going to paint yes. it the way everybody else wants to see it. And if you painted that living room, great room ceiling, a good mustardy color, sheen, semi-gloss, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you either in your list price, your offer price, and your contract price, or it's going to cost you to get it fixed. Either way, it's going to cost you. It's certainly going to cost Do you. you remember? Oh, you weren't there. A lot of, there's a I've lot just, of those. Did you remember that sparkly wall? Yes. We went into that listing, and the lady had a glitter wall in her mm-hmm. dining room, and I was like, "Yes." About I, face. I remember. I was about face, and she did not like the idea of covering that. I was like, "We got to go." Well, it, I can't sell that. It's not personal. It's really about selling your home. <sighs> That's personal. Like, how much is drywall? I mean, like, it's not coming off. Glitter is glitter, whether it's in paint or it's in your party. It's Yeah, the 80s were unkind when people were trying <laughs> to find out what they Got could do it. with it's paint. A, it was a fun try for her, but uh, we didn't list it. They had suede paint. Yeah, suede. Remember Ooh. that? Yeah, I do. That was I like remember. 2005. Like, yeah, I remember. Wow. So, going back to teams, like, okay, so... I work for new construction. New construction, you're always on a team because the builder is the head of the team. So then you work your team and you get, you don't make the same commission you would if you were doing resales because you're just opening houses and really order taking. But I learned a lot about houses. It was pretty bomb.com. Then I go to a team because I'm, I didn't know what I was doing. 
So I go to a team and my world opened up, but I worked in that team for like eight years. It worked really well because I learned buyer prop, buyer body language, what buyers want, what they don't want. So when you go to list and you're a listing agent at the end, you can help this. My job is to remove the line, the landmines. How does this feel to the buyer? You know, four weeks down the road, are they still interested in your house? And if they're not, you know, it's your house. I think it all depends on who you are, what your database looks like, and if you feel confident in your skill set to go in and be solo in something, which I don't think most are. It takes you so much longer to be solo. I think so, too. And make any money. It takes so much longer than if you're on a a team. And we've had realtors that have joined us, and they wanted to work part-time, and they wanted to work by themselves, and I'm like, okay, you can do that. And then they get bored and go home because... They can. I mean, and it's the, that's why it's a two year rule in real estate. Once you've got your license, most it's like 75% all drop out after two years. You got to, I mean, you got to put in the effort in order to get the effort back at you. I mean, it just, it doesn't just show up and knock at your door. It's just like any other business right. that you're going to start. If I'm going to start Avon, I got it. I, the whole thing was ringing I, the doorbell I with Avon. I couldn't agree more, but the reality is that most don't see our industry that way. They see it as opening a door. Like, Why do I, they see I it? have a friend. They would like to see this. Let me go open the door because I can get in and they can't. That's not the way it works. It flabbergasts me. So you got you have to you have to make it a business and you got to treat it like one. And when Scott started working with me he had been by himself for a little bit and i had worked at keller williams in south florida and i come back after that was a fiasco another story so i mean i loved it it just the pay was eh. so i come home and i'm like i'm gonna start a team and we have like how many do we have like five yeah like five people like i want to work with patty it was great and in the end scott was the only one that lasted and then we became partners like right after that I mean, it was like, boom. It was like not even, say, 60 days. Yeah, I don't ev- think it was even 60 days. Everything everything, kind of jived. Kind of happened when it happened in the right time, the right but place. But he understood that, like, you'll, have, you'll hire a realtor to work with you on a team, and they'll want 100% of their commission. And that's not how – because there's cost of doing business. That just – there's no – you wouldn't get that anywhere else. You wouldn't get you it just, anywhere. So I don't understand why. And you're brand new. So it, so last night I met. I didn't meet him, but I went to Tallahassee Quarterbacks Club and Rich Rodriguez, which is like a little tiny networking thing, and it's all like Seminoles, and everyone's same weeks. Mm-hmm. They do it eight weeks a year, and they bring in speakers. So last night was Rich Rodriguez, which I knew he would be funny because he's been fired so many times. Usually, if you've been fired a lot. And still you've showing up to, to talk to people. Yeah, Listen, paid you got five, six you, grand. You have, you've got a sense of humor. So I was like, oh, I want to go see him. And he was a really good speaker. And he said, you must earn success. He, he started a podcast with his daughter and he really wanted to call it earn success because he felt like so many of the players, like when he coached, he thought it was great. You know, they understood. They understood that he was in charge and they were going to do what he said. Now it's not that way. That is correct. In uh, 20 years, I think I think Rich Rodriguez is my age because he got married in 89. And he said, or he might be a little bit older, but he's like, now they don't think they have to earn anything. They want to be a CEO. They think when their name is on that shirt, they just walk out and you're like, you're going to get paid. And that's not it. At all. And that's when you go work for someone else because it's not, it's not manageable. 
It's not manageable for the team. Like Scott and I are a team. Most businesses are a team, but it's not manageable. Like we work, he and I work really hard at staying out of each other's way. Like we're both strong personalities. And if you can manage that, it's five years. If you can manage that, that's amazing. Yeah. I get verklempt when I think about it because I barely stayed married well, you, this you, long. You have to really, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's like a relationship. You have to really trust the individual mm-hmm. and individuals that you're working with because you're going to get out of it what you put into it. If someone else is not pulling their weight, I mean, the beauty of, of us is we're both, I mean, we're hustlers. and So to speak. Yeah. <laughs> well, some of us more than other. But um, it's about getting out there and making stuff happen. I mean, no one is showing up at your door. No one is showing up at your door. I mean, so, they do years later, but not now. And you can tell people, like, you have to earn this just like I had to earn it. I had to do 10 years of, which I love doing, 10 years of being a buyer's agent and doing, and it was till I met Scott that I was like, oh, everything I had in my head kind of came to fruition. But you don't get that the first year. Mm-mm. You barely get it the second year unless you've got, you know, a lot of money. So you got to either put the time and the grunt work in, or you have money to compensate for that. And I didn't have either. I only had time. <laughs> I only had time. I didn't have a lot of money. So it was about the grunt work. But well, it's earned success. It is not instantaneous. It is not going to be something that's that's not ugly. It's going to get ugly. It's going to be brutal. You're going to cry, but it's so worth, worth it. it. Right. It's just so worth it. If you handle it that way. Think I did? No, I said most. <laughs> most don't. That's the most thing. don't handle it that way. Thank you for listening. This is Patty Wilson and Patty's Playhouse. Eight five zero six five six triple zero nine. We are house talk with a happy ending every time. <laughs> <laughs>